You're listening to The Gary Harris Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. The Gary Harris Show. You see him host Tider Insider TV, Crimson Tide Kickoff, play-by-play for Alabama sports, and sports director for WVUA 23. It's time for The Gary Harris Show on your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome into the Gary Harris Show for this Tuesday, November 21, 2023. And, yes, it's a rainy Tuesday morning, and that is not a bad thing. Not a bad thing at all. And the reason I say that is because we need it badly. And, uh, boy, I tell you what, got a – got a uh, man, when I got home last night um, around, I don't know, between 10, 30, and 11, it was raining cats and dogs, as they like to say. It was pouring down and, the, and wind and, and – um, you know, good old fashioned thunderstorm and, um, it's rained throughout the night and gonna rain today. So I know it's, uh, slippery out there and be careful on the roads and, and, and traffic and all of that, but, uh, we need the rain. So it's a good thing and it's actually gonna cool down and we're gonna have a, uh, Thanksgiving that's actually seasonal. I think, uh, the highs in the mid fifties and, and, uh, lows Thanksgiving night in the low forties. So, uh, be, you know, usually it seems like on Thanksgiving it's, you know, 80 degrees, but, uh, gonna be actually a little bit seasonal. So it'll be a fun, sunny, cool Thanksgiving coming up. And I know we're all looking forward to that. And, uh, we are looking forward to it here as well. But, uh, in the meantime, we got Iron Bowl to talk about today. We'll do a lot more of that. And I will certainly, um, get, take your phone calls as well as uh, we get going. And, and Noah, good morning to you. Uh, I had to call and, or had text Noah and call Barry this morning. This, I, I should not admit this, but people that listen to my show know I don't sleep a lot. <laughs> I've had some, some sleep issues. I've been sleeping better lately. And, uh, and I did wake up like I usually do, but instead of getting up, uh, no, I, I didn't get up and I laid there and I dozed back off, which is something I, just never do and uh overslept just a little bit so not enough to you know but i was pushing it tight so i uh let barry and, and noah know so hey man be prepared to take it right up until nine o'clock but uh got in and and then ready to go a little bit uh, a little bit sleepy but you, you guys will get me wake uh you know get me yeah get me woke up here and and we'll be ready to we'll be ready to go all right before we go any further though i do need to tell you this hour of the gary Harris show being brought to you as always by alabama credit union member owned and not-for-profit it really is just a better way of banking the holiday season is here and um I hope your money's already in Alabama Credit Union, but if it isn't, uh, get it in there during the holidays. So you'll start off 2024, uh, member owned and not for profit. That's what Alabama Credit Union is all about. Find out more at alabamacu.com. That's alabamacu.com. Alabama Credit Union loans for real life. Some rules and restrictions do apply. See if you're eligible for membership and join today and feel good about your money. And put a little extra change in your pocket. All right. Holidays are here. As we said last week, we're going to be, uh, working, uh, tomorrow, today and tomorrow. Then we're going to be off, uh, Thursday and Friday. Uh, the whole Town Square media family is off. So I've had a lot of people ask me, you know, why aren't you doing a show on Friday? Well, it isn't just about air talent. It isn't just about me coming in here and doing the show. Um, you know, Noah has been working unbelievable hours. He's scheduled to be off. All of the other support personnel inside the station is scheduled to be off. So we're going to work through Wednesday. And I'll be honest with you, I'll be working at the TV station on Friday, but um, I'm looking forward to, to being off Friday morning. Everybody's going to be out doing their shopping and, and so forth like that. So um, 
you know, this is a, a you know show today, and then a, a <clears throat> live show tomorrow, and then we're off on Thursday and Friday. But because of that, <clears throat> there's some schedule scheduling issues. The coach Ellis Johnson is going to be with us tomorrow instead of Thursday, and then. Um, Today, uh, Jeff Spiegel, we're going to move him up from his usual Thursday slot. So he'll be with us at 9.30 this morning. Always glad to have Jeff on, sports anchor and host of The Zone at ABC 3340. So he'll be with us at um, at 9.30. And then at 10.15, Kayla Anderson with the Titans report. And then at 10.30 in studio, Paul Patterson will join us for the uh, Patterson-Comer free legal advice segment that he does uh, with us from time to time. So he'll be with us at 10.30. 30 this morning. So it's Jess Beagle at 9.30, Kayla Anderson at 10.15, and Paul Patterson at 10.30. Your phone calls are welcome on the First Domain Condos hotline at 205-342-9904. That's 205-342-9904. Would love to hear from, from you all. And uh, yesterday had some great calls, big part of the show. Whether it's college football playoff or the Iron Bowl or whatever you want to discuss, we can talk about it <clears throat> today on the program. Of course, the new college football playoff rankings will be released uh, tonight. Unfortunately, I'm not expecting Alabama to move up at all. Uh, I think they're going to be stuck right there at eight again. Nobody in front of them, um, nobody in front of them lost, and uh, so that's the way it's probably going to be. Is that uh, Alabama is going to be sitting at number eight tonight? Monday night football last night. What a game! Super Bowl rematch. The uh, Chiefs won a thriller in the Super Bowl uh, last uh, year, or this year, earlier this year. And then last night, out in Kansas City, Eagles were down 17-7 at the half, but they rallied late, held Kansas City scoreless in the second half. Chiefs dropped some balls, had some turnovers, and the Eagles hung in there. Uh, Jalen Hurts didn't play his best game, didn't play that well. Uh, the whole offense was kind of stuck in neutral, but they made plays when they had to make them. The biggest was a, a deep ball from uh, Jalen to Devontae Smith. In the uh, Bama to Bama connection down to the one yard line, and then Hurts scored his second touchdown of the game on that, uh, um, you know, that quarterback sneak that the uh, Eagles do so well—the tush push or uh, the brotherly shove or whatever they refer to it as—but that put the uh, Eagles up twenty-one seventeen, and then the defense was able to get a stop. Uh, Kansas City prior, um, oh, it was on that. Yeah, well, it was actually on that possession where they. I've had a chance to win the game. The, a guy dropped a ball, a deep ball that would have been a touchdown, but that's the way it went for them last night. And the Eagles get another win. Speaking of Bama in the NFL, you know, a lot of people don't realize what a long career Kareem Jackson has had. 2009 national champion, uh, as a cornerback at Alabama, started his career in the NFL as a corner. Now he's a safety. This is his 13th year. He's one of the hardest hitters in the National Football League. And this is a different era and he's paying a price for it. Um, suspensions. Fines and uh, he's suspended again for the second time this year. He uh, took a hit or had a hit on uh, Josh Dobbs, the Vikings quarterback. It was not flagged, but yesterday the NFL uh, ruled. Uh, NFL Vice President of Football Operations John Runyon ruled that uh, it was a uh, illegal hit. He wrote to uh, Jackson in a letter, quote, on the play. In question, you lowered your head and delivered a forceful blow to the shoulder and head neck area of an opponent when you had time and space to avoid such contact. You could have made contact with your opponent within the rules, yet you chose not to. Uh, Dobbs was a running back on the play as the Vikings had, uh, had actually snapped it to tight end TJ Hawkinson and, uh, Hawkinson then pitched it back to Dobbs and, uh, you know, it was 
Jackson laying him out and dislodging the ball. It was a fumble, and actually the Broncos recovered and kicked a field goal, which turned out to be the margin of difference as they only won 21-20 on Sunday night. But again, this is a different era. This guy, uh, Kareem Jackson, a vicious hitter. And I say that as a compliment. It's football, man. It's, it's a collision sport. 25, 30, 40 years ago, they'd be putting him on videos, uh, those VHS videos that they used to sell for the NFL. But, um, but it is what it is. And, uh, you know, so he'll try to, he'll try to appeal that. He appealed the last one and got it down from four games to two games. Let me just say this. I, I think, I think he's 34, maybe 35 years old. Um, I just think it's phenomenal that a guy in his 13th year in his mid-30s can still play at the level which Kareem Jackson is playing. I mean, but boy, he will, he'll, he'll lay you out. Um, but anyway, that's, uh, that's the reality of the new National Football League. So we're off and running here on the show. Again, a reminder, you can give us a call on the First Domain Condominiums hotline at 205-342-9904. Jeff Spiegel at 9.30. Kayla Anderson with the Titans reported 1015. Paul Patterson from Patterson Cover Law Firm at 1030. Your phone calls and much more. Gary Harris and Noah Haynes ready to rock and roll with you here on the Tuesday edition of the Gary Harris Show. And we'll be right back after this on Tide 100.9 FM and 1230 AM WTBC. To you by Pearl River Resort, Choctaw, Mississippi. Your destination for casino thrills, family fun, and live entertainment. From the University of Alabama, this is Crimson Tide Today. It's a daily update on Bama sports and it's brought to you by Everwood, the official treated lumber of Alabama athletics. Everwood, wood treated right. Hello again, everybody. I'm Roger Hoover. As Alabama football starts preparation for the Iron Bowl, head coach Nick Saban met with the media on Monday. You know, the Iron Bowl is, you know, one of the great rivalry games in college football. Uh, something that you look forward to as a competitor. Um, it's also something that um, is a great opportunity to be able to play in. Um, and I don't think that anybody needs to pay attention to, you know, what happened in the past, what happened in the last game, what somebody's record is. Um, anytime you play in a rivalry game, it's going to be a highly competitive, tough, uh, very physical game. And that's what everybody needs to get ready for. You know, I think, you know, Auburn is, uh, Hugh Freeze has done a fantastic job there, you know, with his team this year. Uh, they've played very competitively in all their games. They've, you know, they're six and five. They've won some, some games really well, but, uh, they do a great job of running the football. I'll have more in a moment. Producing championship quality lumber is not an easy process, but at Everwood Preserving, it's our only process. Wood treated right. Everwood offers top-notch pressure-treated wood for decks, outdoor structures, commercial jobs, and more that you can build your reputation on. When it comes to quality, we're on the winning team. Visit your local Everwood dealer today and discover the difference for yourself. Everwood Preserving Incorporated, the official lumber of the Alabama Crimson Tide. Join us this afternoon for Crimson Drive, driven by NASCAR. Streaming live at 2 p.m. Central on all CTSN social media platforms. Crimson Tide Today is brought to you by Everwood. Crimson Tide Today is a production of the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield. What's better than onions on a burger? 
100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. Rain ending this morning. Clouds lingering much of the day today. The high 69. For tonight and tomorrow, mostly cloudy and colder. The low tonight 46. The high tomorrow 54. Thanksgiving Day Thursday, mostly sunny with a high of 56. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 64 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You see him on WVUA 23 covering sports and on Tider Insider TV on Tuesday nights. Don't miss a minute of the Gary Harris Show. Weekdays from 9 to 11 on Tide 100.9. Nine seventeen. welcome back into the Gary Harris Show. We're going to jump out on the First Main Condos hotline and... Uh, Talk with Andrea from Hair Etc. Salon and Spa in Tuscaloosa on Highway 69 South. And uh, she cuts my hair. And, uh, of course, they do a lot more than that at uh, Hair Etc. We're going to get into that. But she cuts my hair and does a terrific job. We're going to visit with Andrea for a couple of minutes. Good morning, Andrea. How are you? Good morning. I'm fantastic. How are you? Doing great. I'm very, very happy with my latest haircut. I got in to see you. I think it was... uh, Friday, and uh, you trim me right up as you always do. But and then and, and you're great at that, and all of the uh, uh, stylists are. But uh, hair, etc. Salon and spa is a complete salon and spa. It's not just about getting your hair done, although that's a big part of it. Why don't you explain some of the terrific services that you guys offer? Absolutely, we do facials, we do weddings, we do hair tinsel. Um, we do uh, the hyperfacials, which are brand spanking new. Uh, we love them. We also added in scalp treatment. So it's just fantastic. We're really excited. And it's a beautiful, beautiful salon. In fact, it's brand new. Uh, you're still still working on it, getting it to, to 100%, but uh, just a gorgeous place. I love it when I go in there. It smells so good, and even though you're still working on it, it's got to be a pleasure to work in uh, a salon that uh, is uh, new and modern and, and uh, has all of the uh, facilities that you guys have. Excellent. Thank you. Yes, we are. Um, we've got the new state-of-the-art shampoo balls that are going to be installed, and then we're also offering like 20% of all of our retail this week for Black Friday, so lots of good things going on. Yeah, it's the holiday season, and you just mentioned it. Uh, you'll be back off Thursday, but we'll be back on Friday. And I know people, men and women, uh, want to look their best for the holidays. There's a lot of a lot of holiday parties to go to. You're with friends, you're with family, and so whatever it in, in, you, you need in terms of uh, looking your best, uh, y'all can uh, y'all can fix us up. Right, we'll be here for you. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Tell us too about uh, um, just the. The laid-back vibe I've noticed, you know, people can come in and, and uh, browse. You've got tons of products as well. And while you're waiting to get your uh, your hair done or your facial or your massage or whatever it is you're waiting on, it's almost like a little bit of a community there and a lot to, uh, a lot of people that you can visit with and a lot of great products that you guys offer as well. Right. We have temporal seating. We have our regu- uh, regular clients. We're also looking for walk-ins um, that are available. So it's just growing, and we're really – we're located in 69 South, so it's close to Shelton State, so it's very um, convenient for people down that way. Yeah, and before we close it out, you mentioned Highway 69 South, uh, uh, easy to get to. And uh, tell us about your hours of operation and uh, how many days a week you're open. Awesome. Okay, we are there Monday through Saturday, um, and we are open until 8 o'clock on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Monday through Friday, we're there from 9 to 6. 
and Saturdays were there from 9 to 5. Andrea Scott is just one of the terrific stylists there. There are plenty of others as well, but I know, Andrea, you do my, you cut my hair, and if uh, people want to get an appointment with you, all they have to do is uh, give them the number that they can call and uh, and book an appointment. Yes, it's at 205-366-2204. Hair, et cetera, salon, and spa in Tuscaloosa. If you're not going there, you're missing out. Thank you, Andrea. Thank you, Gary. All right, pleasure to catch up with uh, Andrea Scott. And as I said, if you need your haircut or if you're a lady and you want to get your hair done, if you want a facial, uh, they have massage therapy. I mean, it is absolutely beautiful. Check out Hair Salon and Spa, Highway 69 South in Tuscaloosa, and uh, you'll be happy that you did. That is for sure. All right, let's keep it rolling here on the Gary Harris Show. And if you want to get in on the program, 205-342-9904. 205-342-9904 is the number of the first domain condos hotline. All right, back to the Iron Bowl. And we're going to dive into it, uh, you know, deep dive with uh, Jeff Spiegel coming up at 930. But yesterday, coaches' press conferences, I know on Big Noon Sports, uh, you get Nick Saban live every week. And they also play the Hugh Freeze um, press conference as well. So, and, and the other shows do. So we're not going to get on to uh, Nick Saban right now. I, I may, uh, Saban, uh, is clipped up. Noah has him clipped up. So we may get to some clips. In fact, Noah, we may have time for a couple right now because I'm going to say something though before, uh, we go to Saban in that this is a huge game. We talked about it yesterday. We know that, um, we know what's at stake. Uh, for Auburn, it's a chance to turn you know, their season into a positive. It's not, it's not been terrible in Hugh Freeze's first year. I mean, they're six and five. They're bowl eligible. I don't think a lot of people expected much more. If they lose to Alabama, they're six and six. I think best case scenario people were looking at, absolute best case scenario that Auburn maybe could have been nine and three. Um, and I think, you know, the, the floor for this team, maybe five and seven. I don't think anybody expected them to do any worse than that, but most people I think picked them to come in round around six and six, seven and five. Uh, and they gotta, they're gonna be one or the other. If they win, they're seven and five. If they lose, they're six and six. But if they win, that win over Alabama changes the whole trajectory of their season. Uh, all of a sudden, you're seven and five, but you got a win over Alabama. It's a successful season. For the Crimson Tide, uh, a loss would be a disaster. Uh, yes, you're still going to Atlanta to play for the SEC championship game against Georgia, but you're not going to be in any position to try to make a run at the college football playoff. And, um, you're not going to be um, happy. I mean, there's just no other way around it. The pressure's on Alabama again, as it usually is in this game. Not always, but most of the time. Uh, Fourteen and a half point favorites uh, on the road at Jordan Hare. It's going to be a hostile environment, so Alabama is going to have to uh, have to deal with with all of that, and that's just the the reality of it. Nick Saban yesterday in his weekly press conference, in his opening comments, he quickly um, mentioned the Chattanooga game, and then he moved on to the Iron Bowl. Uh, pretty uh, pretty quickly. Here's Nick Saban yesterday. Well, final thoughts on the Chattanooga <clears throat> game basically is, you know, we took our opponents seriously and yeah, I hate to go to that after we, we run it so much, but I'm just kind of I'm hung up this morning. I'm just trying to get going, and, and this will, this will get me going a little bit. Well, final thoughts on the Chattanooga game basically is, you know, we took our opponents seriously and came out and got the result that we wanted. We started fast in the game, executed well. Still lots of things to learn and improve on. Uh, obviously, you know, the Iron Bowl is, you know, one of the great rivalry games in college football. Uh, something that you look forward to as a competitor. Um, it's also something that... Um, 
is a great opportunity to be able to play in. Um, and I don't think that anybody needs to pay attention to, you know, what happened in the past, what happened in the last game, what somebody's record is. Um, anytime you play in a rivalry game, it's going to be a highly competitive, tough, uh, very physical game. And that's what everybody needs to get ready for. You know, I think, you know, Auburn is, uh, Hugh Freeze has done a fantastic job there, you know, with his team this year. Uh, they've played very competitively in all their games. They've, you know, they're six and five. They've won some, some games really well, but, uh, they do a great job of running the football. Uh, I think that, um, they've got a very difficult offense to prepare for, um, with the multiples that they give you, the different ways that they run the ball, uh, the way the quarterbacks, both quarterbacks really can, you know, add to the running game. Um, you know, the tight end, um, Number 13 is a really good player, really good receiver. Number five is a really good receiver. Um, defensively, you know, they played really well all year long. Um, you know, they got some good players, got some edge rushers, they got some people that can create some problems for you, as well as uh, they're very good on special teams. They're very aggressive in terms of what they do on special teams. They've got really good specialists. Um, the kicker and the punter both are, you know, leaders in the SEC. So, uh, this is a challenging game for us, and uh, I think our guys need to have the right mindset of what it's going to take to be successful in a game like this, uh, especially playing on the road. And there's Nick Saban with me uh, kind of inserting there. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to get going this morning. You weren't supposed to hear that, but it's true. I'm, I'm trying to get going this morning. Ground Chuck's going to help me do that. He's going to get me, he's going to get me, uh, in my, in my rhythm this morning. I'm, Ground Chuck, I'm, 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 I'm dragging this morning, but I know you're going to pick me up. Good morning. Yeah, I just called in to be a filler for you, Gary, till nine thirty. But what I was going, first thing I want to tell you is that what Drew Armand said the other week, I really liked it, and I've been trying to get in touch with Barry and tell him. Drew said anybody that had his logic about Alabama beating Georgia and beating Auburn and not getting in the playoffs is probably a Biden supporter. <laughs> but I hadn't, oh, I hadn't been able to get him to tell him that. You know, we know he's an Auburn man anyway. But anyway. <laughs> uh, the other thing I called you about a couple of weeks ago after either the LSU or Tennessee game, you put something on Facebook about you can't make this stuff up, and it was one of their fans that said something about a guy that played football at Tuscaloosa High School was a walk-on at uh, Alabama and was over the officials of the Southeastern Conference. Well, I know the guy he's talking about, but he ain't got anything to do with the officials, Mark Womack. Yeah, he's you in know, the conference and, office. That's right. He's yeah, in the, and, and, yeah. And he he was a played at Tuscaloosa was a walk on, and he's the senior man at the conference uh, office now. And he was in on the negotiations between CBS and ESPN and the SEC. You know, we're going to ESPN ABC next time. But it, he's got a pretty good, still got a good job up there. Yeah, yeah, and he does a he does a good job. But uh, you're right, the the guy from the LSU board had put out a post that I think what he actually had said, Ground Chuck, was that. Uh, um, it was a former Alabama quarterback that, uh, uh, was over the official. First of all, uh, Steve Shaw, who, who went to Alabama had been over the officials, but he hasn't been over the officials in, in several years. And, uh, you're right. Mark Womack's in the office and the former Alabama quarterback that is an SEC official is David Smith and he's not allowed to call Alabama games. So I think the guy, the guy was, was 0 for 3. But, uh, yeah, that's, you know, as I've said before, fans are fans uh, of, of every school, but I think the the difference for Alabama fans uh, is that you 
usually um, you have 13 other schools. <laughs> Anytime Alabama wins, it's, it's 13 other schools railing, rallying against one team. You know, I thought with Georgia's success that we'd see a lot of people uh, maybe kind of pulling for Alabama uh, to slow Georgia down. But for what I can read on the boards, people are still uh, – other schools' fans are still more comfortable with Georgia winning than they are Alabama. So uh, kind of is what it is, you know. Kind of like, yeah, well, like I, I said before, did. ground check, it's kind of like the Yankees. You know, you either love them or hate them. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, we're the Yankees and uh, Auburn's the Mets. Yeah, good comparison right there. Yeah, that's probably, you know, the Mets have had a little bit of success and they've been a thorn in the Yankees' side on occasion. But, yeah, the Yankees are still the Yankees. I agree with you. Yeah, well, one other thing, I don't know if you got it this morning or not since you were a little late. I don't know what they said because I missed it. But Wimp said something about he had some inside information about this might be saving last year. And, boy, everybody ran with it. Have you heard any talk about that? I have not. I, I, I haven't, Ground Chuck. I'd be, you know, I'd be lying if I, I said I knew anything so no I, I I don't know so I can't really even comment I don't I don't have any inside information um to, as you know yeah, to well, any of that I, right know, now I'll believe it when I say it but anyway uh maybe uh uh Spiegel will wake you up yeah, I'm, no, you did. You did a good job. Hey, listen, I, I'm, I'm ready. I just, uh, as I said, it's a rarity for me to, to, to oversleep, but, uh, um, hit that snooze button. Yeah, but did this morning and, uh, but I'm, I'm good to go. Thank you, ground chuck, man. Appreciate okay, you. One, one last, yeah. one last thing is right near where you live next year when the watermelons come in, there's a place called P and P produce right up there behind regions and the smart bank. I know where it's at. Yep. They have yellow meated watermelons once they start coming in. If nobody brings you one, go up there and get you. Well, one. I'm glad you told me that because I did not know that. Yeah, I'm going to get a. I'm getting a yellow meat, meat watermelon next summer. I promise you that. Thank you, Ground All right, Y'all have a good Thanksgiving. Appreciate you, man. A good phone call. All right, it's nine thirty. We'll get to the break. Uh, this hour of the Gary Harris Show being brought to you by Alabama Credit Union, member owned and not for profit at Sister Bearway Banking. We'll be out with Jeff Spiegel, sports anchor at ABC thirty three forty and host of the Zone Iron Bowl discussion coming up next. Built to win. Built for championships. Throws intercepted Alabama. Built by Bama. Alabama is still Alabama. Join us Saturday as the Crimson Tide battle Auburn in the 88 Iron Bowl in the season finale. Our coverage begins at 11.30 on your home for Alabama football. Brought to you by Birmingham Racecourse. BirminghamRacecourse.com. You can be a winner, too. Patterson miss a moment of the action. Download the free Tide 100.9 app today. Accustomed to hearing this tune on Thursdays. Uh, that's when Jeff Spiegel, sports anchor at ABC 3340, host of the zone, normally joins us. But obviously, um, Thursday's Thanksgiving, so we're not going to be here. But uh, Jeff is with us today. He's moved his, moved up his time slot a couple of days because I wanted to get him on to make sure we discuss Iron Bowl with, uh, with Jeff. Good morning, Jeff. How are you? 
Good morning, Gary. How you doing? Appreciate you being flexible. And uh, I'm, I'm I'm dragging. I told the story. I overslept this morning, which is very, very rare for me. You might have known when I called you this morning to ask you to be on. I don't know if you could hear it in my voice, but I hadn't been up long. <laughs> I was, I was hustling. <laughs> and I woke up uh, and, and had to get going here. But uh, glad to have you on. Before we look ahead at the Iron Bowl, let's, let's uh, kind of just look at where these two teams are at, Alabama and Auburn. And let's start with Auburn because uh, they're coming off what was really a, a disappointing loss. Now, it's, you know, bad enough to lose the team, I think, that had been 0-24 against the SEC in its existence, New Mexico State. But to beat, get beat 31-10, to get uh, doubled up in total yardage, to get beat on the line of scrimmage, I mean, I, I you know, I, even with the Iron Bowl looming the next week and the thought process that Auburn probably did a lot of preparation for, for Alabama during the week, you still could not have envisioned that outcome, could you, Jeff? No, and Hugh Freeze talked about this yesterday, how he had a bad feeling about this game. I mean, before he even got to the stadium, he, uh, he mentioned, uh, you know, discussing this, you know, with his wife about how, you know, the, it's the week before the Iron Bowl. You know, they're coming off a three game winning streak. They're feeling real good about themselves. People are starting to pat them on the back. New Mexico State's coming in. They're from Conference USA, a perceivably weaker league. You know, but then New Mexico State just comes in and just clocks them. And Gary, and I've, and I've told this story like a gazillion times since Saturday, mm-hmm. and I really believe it's true. The, the defining moment of that ball game came early. It happened in the first quarter when their quarterback, all five foot nine of him, throws a pick and then body slams Nehemiah Pritchett and, and draws a 15 yard flag. And it's like Auburn did nothing to retaliate. I mean, it, it's it's like it's like the the quarterback said, "Hey, you know what? Uh, I'm not only the best quarterback on this field, but I'm the toughest guy on this field. Mm. And our football team is tougher than you are." Mm. And from that point on, I mean, you know, it was uh, it was New Mexico State's game. So, uh, you know, to, to me, when I saw that play. I said, you know what? He not only better get a flag, but Auburn better get a flag because they need to be lighting up that quarterback. It's kind of like when it's kind of like when a pitcher, you know, throws at your guy, and then then you better throw at their guy. You know, I yeah. mean, it's one of those things. And um, I don't I don't mean to overstate that, but but I think that was a case where you know what um, he 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 threw a punch and uh, and. And Auburn didn't respond, and 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 they didn't respond the rest of the day. Really didn't. Um, of course, Auburn fans, uh, as as fans do of every school, trying to spin it a little bit in their mind. And 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 as I you know said earlier, I alluded to the fact that I've read a lot on 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 the Auburn boards about uh, they were preparing for Alabama, and um, you know maybe they were. Uh, and I know you're going to get a different attitude from from Auburn. There's no doubt, Jeff, that you'll see a different attitude, a different mentality on on Saturday. Um, but you know whether or not that's enough to keep them in the game. Uh, what do you think? Because clearly they'll be motivated after not only that embarrassment, uh, but the fact that Alabama is coming to Jordan Hare and it's the Iron Bowl. Well, they will be motivated, and they'll come out with their hair on fire, and the crowd will be into it certainly more than they were into the New Mexico State game, and. Um, and, you know, but here's the thing. I mean, Alabama's got more talent at every position. Uh, the thing, the thing that Alabama's got to have happen is they have to start fast. They have to start fast and finish strong. And two years ago, now 
before Alabama fans start getting real cocky about this thing, two years ago, this Auburn football team was a train wreck. They had collapsed in the second half against Mississippi State. Uh, they lost Bo Nix in that game. T.J. Finley was the starting quarterback against South Carolina. They lost at South Carolina. So they come in with a three-game losing streak, and they are a beaten-down football team. Mm-hmm. But what happens in the first half? Alabama's top receiver gets thrown out of the game for targeting on kick coverage, right. of all things. And then that just kind of uh, that kind of lit up the place. And and then Alabama was fighting an uphill battle the rest of the way. So Alabama can't give Auburn any reason to celebrate or think that they have a chance to win this football game. they got to come in, start fast, establish momentum early, keep their foot on the gas, and uh, and just take all the fight out of this team and the crowd. Indeed, I agree with that 100%. Uh, for Alabama, uh, just the opposite of Auburn in terms of, uh, of where they're at right now, this Alabama team still, you know, We'll play for an SEC championship, have an opportunity to knock off number one ranked Georgia. I still think get into the college football playoff, but you have to win this game. But when you look at Alabama, Jeff, they seem to be trending uh, as close uh, to the 100% in the right direction as you can be. I still think they can get better. I still think that they have not played their best game. I still think that there are every every game they played, you can look at things and say that was stupid or that was a dumb mistake or that, you know, a turnover or whatever. Uh, but they – you know, put 66 on Chattanooga on Saturday. Um, they haven't lost since the Texas game. Uh, they appear like they're going to be as healthy as they've been in a while for this game. So on paper, as you've already said, this Alabama team should win the game. Yeah, they are. I mean, they are trending in the right direction. I think they've been getting better and better and better. And, you know, as you mentioned, I, I, I don't think they've peaked, which is, uh, which is a great thing if you're an Alabama fan. It's a scary thing if you're an Auburn fan. Uh, they can do something Saturday that hasn't been done since the Bear Bryant era. They can win four Iron Bowls in a row, uh, which is just uh, which tells you a little bit about this rivalry and about how you know even it is. But um, you know, there's a lot of motivation here. You know, certainly for Alabama, they they do have to win. You know, to stay in the national title chase, and and um, you know, I, I think they'd like to go in there and they'd like to uh, you know establish some authority and and win convincingly. Um, I mean. Not that that's going to make any difference at the end of the day because, I mean, I feel pretty firmly convinced that, you know, if they go in and they beat Georgia in the SEC championship game, I mean, I think they have a, an incredibly good shot, you know, at making the playoff. But, um, but you know, it's just one of those things. they got to go in there and just take care of business and, and, uh, and prove they're the better team. Most of the time, the better team in this game wins. But as Nick Saban pointed out, he kind of qualified that with the team that plays the best wins. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, and that is always the case, you know, in every football game, uh, you know, that you, uh, that you kind of break down the X's and O's of. Yeah, absolutely. Very good, very good point that he made. In regards to, uh, Alabama coming out of the Chattanooga game, uh, one thing that did occur, uh, Kool-Aid McKinstry, outstanding cornerback, uh, out of Pinson Valley and has been a great player for Alabama, been a great punt returner, but he struggled this year really since going back to the South Florida game when he muffed a punt in that game that led to the uh, Bulls only points and have been fighting it all year. And, and then, but Saban had stood behind him even after the Kentucky game. Uh, when he said, you know, he's our guy, he fumbled a punt at first of all, he shouldn't have caught the punt. He caught it at about the three yard line and fumbled it at the 10 and Alabama got on top of it. But after that, uh, 
Saban went to Caleb Downs, the freshman, and he returns 185 yards for a touchdown and just looked a lot, much more comfortable catching the ball. Do you expect to see Downs in the punt return position uh, on Saturday at Auburn? I expect to see him there, and, and quite frankly, I'm surprised they didn't make the move you know, sooner than this. It's amazing to me, isn't it, how a guy who's so confident you know, at that DB position and who's, you know, arguably, you know, should probably win, you know, the Jim Thorpe Award. I mean, he's just so darn good back there that, um, you know, he would struggle with this position. But, you know, for whatever reason, you know, uh, his confidence is kind of shaky back there. And and I, I don't know if Caleb Downs has ever had a shaky moment when it comes to confidence. He's just a really incredibly confident young man. So, yeah, I expect them to put Caleb back there. And it's, uh, you know, it's going to be a, a difficult spot, you know. I mean, it's uh, it's an incredibly uh, raucous atmosphere, and the crowd's just going to be, you know, incredibly fired up. And so, but I mean, uh, as we mentioned, this guy's been terrific, you know, from day one, Caleb Downs, and so I expect them to make a move and put him back there. All right, back to the head-to-head aspect. Um, you know, early in the year. Um, with Jalen Milrow, we didn't really know what we were going to get at Alabama for quarterback. And I think uh, Auburn people felt pretty good about Peyton Thorne. Um, you know, and Thorne's had his moments. And, and during that three-game win streak, uh, he was playing very, very well. Did not play well on uh, this past Saturday against New Mexico State. When you look at these quarterbacks, uh, clear edge to Alabama in your mind? Oh, in- incredibly clear edge. I mean, to Alabama. Jalen Milrow, just like the football team, just like the offensive unit, has just been, you know, trending in the right direction, getting better and better with every game. You know, there's still some things, as you mentioned earlier, some things that, you know, that they need to do better. You know, he's, uh, he, he still has some issues, you know, overthrowing some guys. And so, um, he's, he's not where he wants to be. And he'd be the first one to tell you that. But man, I mean, since September, I mean, this guy has just been getting better and better and has been, you know, one of the best quarterbacks in the country and has, you know, you know, amazingly enough, I mean, played his way into, you know, the Heisman conversation. He's not going to win it, but I mean, just to be mentioned, you know, in the same breath with those guys, considering where he was in September, you know, it's been pretty amazing. And as far as Peyton Thorne goes, you know, he had that three-game stretch where he was playing better. But what I noticed in that New Mexico State game, as mad as he was getting, as frustrated as he was getting, his offensive line was not responding to him. You know, they were not responding to whatever leadership, you know, he was trying to give. And uh, maybe that speaks to the fact that he's not a very strong leader. But uh, there's no question in my mind when it comes to quarterback, I mean, Alabama head and shoulders above Auburn in that department, without a doubt. With that in mind, Jeff, and, and again, I think we all expect Auburn to throw the kitchen sink at Alabama, that, you know, pardon the pun there, just to, to let it all hang out. Uh, Robbie Ashford last year had to play in this Iron Bowl at, in Tuscaloosa, and even though Alabama wound up winning it uh, going away, he had his moments. You know, they kind of ran a, a basically a old single wing and, and rushed the ball really, really well, and he also threw a touchdown pass in that game. Uh, he's been out of the mix here lately. Do you think that, uh, you know, Cornell Williams is still on that staff, and he uh, orchestrated the the, uh, the game plan last year when he was the interim head coach against Alabama. Do you think there might be a package for Ashford in the game uh, against Alabama based on the fact that he had some success last year? Well, one thing you see in the Iron Bowl is you see coaches throw in, you know, throw in some wrinkles. Not that the Robbie Ashford package is going to be a new wrinkle, uh, but I think you probably will see Robbie, you know, in some situations here. But the but the Lions' share of the snaps are going to go with Peyton Thorne. I mean, they made a decision 
you know, several games ago that he was going to be their guy. But no, it wouldn't surprise me at all to see Robbie coming in there, coming in there and, and, uh, you know, and playing a few snaps in this football game for sure. Jess Beagle with us from ABC 3340, host of The Zone and uh, sports anchor there for a long, long time. Uh, big picture for Alabama, assuming the uh, tie can get past Auburn and, and uh, you know, gets to Atlanta and, and, and pulls the upset because it will be an upset if they're able to beat, uh, beat Georgia. Uh, do you think Alabama is in the college football playoff? I know there's a lot of scenarios that have to play out, but there is one you know, my, my train of thought is, I just, again, I, I just can't fathom Alabama not being in the playoff with that resume. Uh, but there are a lot of people that said, you know, regardless of, of what Alabama does, unless some things happen, um, you know, they won't be in. So I can't imagine a final football playoff, 14 playoff without Alabama. But Jeff, you know, how, how do you feel about that one way or the other? Do you think you just want to let it play out? Uh, do you think Alabama's in if they if they went out regardless? Or obviously if they lose, they're not going to be in. But kind of how do you see that whole argument? Well, it is the best resume. And, and if they get a win over Georgia, I mean, that'll just put the cherry on top in terms of the perfect resume, I think. I don't know how you can leave an SEC champion out of the college football playoff especially after they've beaten the two-time defending national champion and a team that is playing like a team that um, could could very well three-peat this year. I, I think Georgia and Alabama are the two best teams in college football right now. Uh, I don't know if you would agree with that. I, I mean, do. I just think I they're do. both just clicking on all cylinders right now. It's going to be one unbelievable SEC championship game. So there's going to be a lot of pressure on this committee if Alabama does pull off that upset and wins to, um, if, man, if they leave Alabama out in this situation, I mean, there's just going to be unbelievably wringing of hands and a fit pitched. I mean, uh, uh, from down this way and rightly so, because I mean, uh, it, that, that would earn them the ticket, I think. Jeff Spiegel with us. A couple more minutes, Jeff. I want to get to high school football. You picked the upsets, upset last week. You picked Vestavia <laughs> over Thompson. It didn't happen. Uh, Vestavia had a really, really good year, and that was a, you know, close game for a good portion until Thompson pulled away late. Uh, now Thompson gets, uh, gets another crack at, at Hewitt Trustful. Of course, uh, in the regular season, uh, Thompson got the victory there and, uh, in, in lopsided fashion, 40 to 14. But Hill, uh, pardon me, uh, Hewitt Trustful really feels like to me, that they've improved a lot. Uh, what do you see in that 7A matchup on Friday night? Well, if you looked at the Hewitt-Spain Park game where Spain Park, you know, beat them and, you know, beat them pretty good and mm-hmm. put a lot of points on them, um, you know, Hewitt's confidence was kind of shaken then, but they've gotten it back. And that was a very impressive win they got over Hoover. I think Thompson's just got too many weapons on the outside. I, I think they're, you know, they're putting it all together. And, uh, and, I, and I think they win this game, you know, pretty easily over Hewitt. And um, I, I think Hewitt, yeah. No, I'm sorry, Jeff, finish your thought. No, 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 no. I mean, I think Hewitt's going to gonna put up a great fight, uh, very similar to what Vestavia did, but I think in the end, Thompson pulls away and wins by double digits. And in our neck of the woods here in Tuscaloosa, a lot of anticipation for Hillcrest going to Sarah Lane. Of course, last year, Hillcrest was unbeaten 11-0 and in, in Sarah Lane, beat him in the second round and went on to win the 6A state championship. And I know we still got Clay Chalkful lurking and some others, but Hillcrest... Um, 12 and 0 this time around. They've been a dominant team this year, but they got to go down to the Mobile area. I, you know, I've talked to some people down there. They, they feel good. They feel like they can, they can go down there and pull the upset. What do you think? Well, they've been a team that's playing at another level. And, and as usual, 
Ryan Williams gets all the attention, but they wouldn't be there if they were just Ryan Williams. I mean, they've got a lot of other really good football players on that team. And going down there and beating them is going to be a tall task. I think Jamie Mitchell's done a wonderful job, you know, with that program. But, but to me, that's an awful big ask, you know, to go down there and, uh, and, and take down the Spartans. Uh, I, I like Sarah Land winning that game. All right, Jeff, we want to, you and your family to have a, uh, happy Thanksgiving. Of course, uh, uh, right back at it, um, for the Iron Bowl this weekend. And then, uh, on the zone Sunday night, we'll know a lot more about not just, uh, obviously who won the Iron Bowl, but where Alabama might stand in terms of the college football playoff. And I know you and the guys will be ready to break it all down. Absolutely. Sunday at 1035 on ABC 3340. Gary, really appreciate you. Have a good Thanksgiving, too, and uh, have a great day. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks for coming on with us here on Tuesday. All right, it's 9.50 here on the Gary Harris Show. All right, Noah, I'm going to break some news to you, too, because um, tomorrow is our final show for the week. So uh, I didn't know if we were going to do a, a T-Town Menswear, T-Town Gallery, Bama Trivia Contest or not, because we're not going to be here on Friday, but we got to do it. It's the Iron Bowl. And uh, Tom has provided you me gotta with... got to give it to him. Yeah, Tom has provided with uh, provided me with a, an iron uh, men print that is absolutely gorgeous. It is um, it is from the 2008 Iron Bowl, Alabama 36, Auburn nothing. It's uh, numbered by Greg Gamble, 134 of 300, numbered by the artist, and signed by Julio Jones, signed by Terrence Cody, signed by uh, Glenn Coffey. So, um, or it might be Eric Anders. I'm looking at it on my, on my screen right now, but it's a, a beautiful print signed by a number of the players. And, uh, that's the Iron Men print, 2008 Iron Bowl champions, Alabama 36, Auburn nothing. So we're going to give that away tomorrow with our Bama football trivia contest. So make a note of it because I know we have a lot of, uh, responses to that contest and rightfully so. We're giving away great prizes. So we will do Bama football trivia tomorrow instead of Friday. All right. We'll take a break and come back and wrap up this first hour of the Gary Harris show right after this on Tide 100.9 FM and 1230 AM WTBC. Football is back, and no one died. 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. Rain ending this morning. Clouds lingering much of the day today. The high 69. For tonight and tomorrow, mostly cloudy and colder. The low tonight, 46. The high tomorrow, 54. Thanksgiving Day Thursday, mostly sunny with a high of 56. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 64 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to The Gary Harris Show. Alabama Sports, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. All right, 954, welcome back into the Gary Harris Show. This first hour is uh, winding down, but we've got time if you want to... uh, Jump on here and give us a call real quick. We can work you in the last couple of minutes, uh, 205-342-9904 on the first and main uh, condos hotline. Second hour, uh, Kayla Anderson with the Titans report at 1015. Then Paul Patterson from Patterson Comer will be in for our free legal advice segment coming up at 1030. What is contributory negligence and how can it wreck your case? Stay tuned for that coming up at 1030. And if you've got a, any kind of a legal question, you can call Paul in that second hour. So we'll be ready to go with that. Noah, um, I know you work all the shows and, and you may have already been asked, but we got a couple minutes here. What's your, what's your feeling on this, on this Iron Bowl? And an interesting thing on Noah, 
Noah is, um, you know, terrific here with us at the radio, but he's more of a casual sports fan. So when we get his take, it's, it's not quite as intense as ours is, and he's not trying to, you know, prove he's right or anything, but just what, what do you from, you know, working here and covering sports this fall? What do you, what do you feel like the Iron Bowl is going to uh, provide us on Friday? Um, I do think it'll be. I think it'll be interesting. So, I mean, I always pick against the tide in my score predictions. But I know you do, and it's worked. And it's been working well. So, but aside from that, just as far as normal commentary goes, um, I do think like the team definitely is better than Auburn's, and so they just have to not let I don't know psychology get the best of them. Mm-hmm. Like as as far as they just have to stay focused. I felt like they did pretty well on that in the Chattanooga game. They didn't really drop the ball too much. Um, and as long as they maintain that, they should be fine. As far as whether they're going to make, uh, whether they uh, are going to beat Georgia or even make it to the playoffs, I mean, some of that is in their control, some of that is out of their control. I think uh, anything's possible. Um, I think uh, just the, I think the team, they, I think there is a small margin uh, window to that the team can reach as far as their skill and to be able to beat Georgia. Um, so I think they'll have to really, really bring their A game, but um, I think it's possible. I think it's possible. Uh, so, and then as far as making it to the playoffs, though, that's all like up to the committee and what they think and all that. Mm-hmm. So that's a good take. So I wanted to bring in here. We had a minute or two, and just you know, more of the casual fans' viewpoint. I, I think that uh, I think you had some good analysis there. You know, the bottom line for me is you break it down all week on TV and the radio, and and by Saturday, you know, I know the players or coaches are, but I think I am as a sportscaster. You're just ready for the game to be played, and you know, you can't. You know, all the analysis that's done, when they get out on that field, it comes down, like Nick Saban said yesterday, it comes down to who plays the best. And, um, you know, not necessarily who has the best team, because Alabama has the best team. That's not, that's not even in doubt. I mean, you know, it is what it is. You got a team that's, a, you know, 10 and 1 versus a team that's 6 and 5. And you got a team that's, uh, you know, on a roll, uh, uh you know, and has beat, uh, you know, quality teams like, Tennessee and LSU and Ole Miss and Auburn's three SEC wins were over Mississippi State, Vanderbilt, and Arkansas. The three teams, I think, that in the league that are worse than them. So on paper, it's not much of a contest. But they don't play it on paper. They play it on grass. And, uh, again, Auburn is going to put everything they have into this game to try to, to try to shock the world. So Alabama has to be ready to get hit early withstand that and then over the course of four quarters uh, the better team will usually win the game if that better team plays well if Alabama plays well they're going to win I don't think there's any doubt um, both teams play their best Alabama wins Alabama plays poorly and Auburn plays its best Auburn has a shot and uh, I still think just a shot I think Alabama can win the game without playing its best uh, it did it two years ago so anyway that's gonna wrap it up for the first hour this hour has been brought to you by Alabama Credit Union, member-owned and not-for-profit. It's just a better way of banking. Find out more at alabamacu.com. Hour number two is coming up. Let's get going. Let's rock and roll in this second hour, man. And we're going to get a jump started here in just a couple of minutes. So keep it dialed in. Tide 100.9 FM and 1230 AM, WTBC. Patterson Comer is... WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. 
Here's Kevin Wire. There's some developing news in the NFL this morning as the Steelers have fired offensive coordinator Matt Canada after Pittsburgh had the 28th ranked offense in the NFL this season. And according to Adam Schefter, it's the first time since 1941 that the Steelers have made an in-season change at either the head coaching or a coordinator position. Monday Night Football last night, Super Bowl rematch in Kansas City saw the Eagles beat the Chiefs 21-17 as the Eagles were down 17-7 at halftime, but they got a couple of touchdown runs from Jalen Hurts to move themselves to 9-1 and on the season, and they're now number one seed in the NFC. The Chiefs now 7-3, and the number two seed in the AFC. NBA action, the Warriors snapped their six-game losing streak with a 121-116 win over the Rockets. The Spurs, though, have lost nine in a row, losing 124-99 to the Clippers. Victor Wembanyama just nine points on 4-12 shooting. Always live. Always local. Dependable news coverage. The latest news, only from the Tuscaloosa Thread Newsroom. One to two inches of rain overnight was enough to stem the spread of the drought and reduce the number of wildfires across West Alabama. But forecasters say it will not end the drought. Student veterans from the University of Alabama and Auburn have joined Governor Ivey to kick off Operation Iron Rook, a three-day, 151-mile journey between Tuscaloosa and Auburn to raise awareness and money for veteran suicide prevention. And thanks to a half-million-dollar federal grant from Democrat Congresswoman Terry Sewell, four new storm shelters will be built in Hale County. Latest local news in Tuscaloosa. Bella Sports Updates. And severe weather information. Download the free Tuscaloosa Threat app. Never pay for your news. And sign up for our daily newsletter with news updates. The Gary Harris Show. You see him host Tider Insider TV, Crimson Tide Kickoff, play-by-play for Alabama sports, and sports director for WVUA 23. It's time for the Gary Harris Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome in to the second hour of the Gary Harris Show right here on Tide 100.9 FM and 1230 AM WTBC. I'm your host, Gary Harris. Noah Haynes right there on the other side of the glass, manning the controls, taking your phone call on the first domain condominiums hotline at 205-342-9904. we got another hour to go. We've got uh, Kayla Anderson with the Titans Report at 1015. Paul Patterson from Patterson Cobra Law Firm with our legal advice segment coming up at 1030. More of your phone calls on the first domain condominiums hotline. This hour of the Gary Harris Show is brought to you by Patterson Cobra Attorneys at Law, dedicated to serving our clients' integrity and excellence are the driving force behind the firm and its staff. Clients and prospective clients are treated with respect and care. At Patterson Cobra, we invite you to contact us with any questions concerning legal issues that are a result of personal injury, wrongful death, product liability, 18 winter accidents. Our business is to take care of your needs. Call Paul in Tuscaloosa at 205-345-1000. Mike can be reached in Northport at 205-759-3939. The commitment to serve our clients does not stop at the end of the workday. We're available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. PattersonComerLawFirm.com. No representation is made that the quality of legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers. All right, in this second hour, I mentioned this yesterday. If you've got an Iron Bowl memory that you want to share with us, I'd love for you to do so. Uh, we're we're open in this segment for phone calls, so uh, it, it doesn't have to be a specific game. It could be a couple of games. It might be something that uh, to do with, you know, watching a game on television with your family, or it might be, you know, uh, 
a particular player or just whatever it is. Uh, Iron Bowl memories tied into usually the Thanksgiving weekend, whatever that is. Yesterday I kind of did a little bit of a uh, a deep dive into some Iron Bowl history. I love doing that. I love always going back and looking at the games that uh, – that Alabama let get away in the series. I love looking at the the games maybe that Alabama won that uh, they shouldn't have won. There, it seems like the games that have been dramatic down to the final second for the most part. Um, those games have have gone to Auburn uh, more times than not. When Alabama wins the game, they win the game you know fairly decisively. But that uh, that wasn't the case two years ago. And and for a lot of younger Alabama fans, that twenty four twenty two four overtime game. At Jordan Hare in 2021 is something that, uh, you know, that they're going to, to remember because it was a game that Auburn should have won. And, um, you know, Auburn had the game, uh, in hand. Alabama got the ball at the two yard line with, um, I think about a little more than a minute and a half to play. I don't, if I recall, Alabama didn't have any timeouts and Bryce Young drove the tie down. And uh, hit Ja'Cory Brooks for a, what turned out to be the game-tying touchdown after Riker made the extra point, And Alabama went on to win that game. Uh, that was one that Auburn should have won and didn't. Most of the time, though, in, in my from my perspective, the, the you know, Saban always says the team that plays the best in the game wins, at least since he's been there. Um, I don't know about that. I, I, I thought... I thought the kick six game, <laughs> to be quite honest with you, I thought Alabama played better than Auburn in that game, but they didn't close it out. Some tough officiating calls. Now I'll give, I'll give Auburn this. I thought they played, obviously they played better in, in 2017 than Alabama did. They, they earned that win. Uh, cause that was a good Auburn team too. And then in 2019, I thought that, uh, Alabama made a lot of mistakes. That was the 48 45 game. Uh, I still thought that, uh, that Alabama should have should have won that game, even in Saban's first year, 2007, which was an Auburn 17 to 10 win. Uh, I'll, I'll concede that Auburn played better, but Alabama certainly had chances. But you look at most of the Alabama wins; uh, they've been lopsided since Saban's been here. Now, not all of them. 2009, uh, undefeated season on the line, and Alabama had to go on a long drive there at the end of the game, and uh, it was McElroy hitting Roy Upchurch to win that one, 26-21. Uh, Alabama won a game in 2014 in which they they were up and they were down and Auburn have opened up a double digit lead and then Alabama under behind Blake Sims and Amari Cooper just exploded in the second half led that game 55-36 with a couple minutes to go and uh, Malzahn and Auburn they uh, they went on a drive and he used up his timeouts and they scored a touchdown at the end of the game they went for two to make that score sound a little bit better but still it was 55-44 and then in 2015. Um, was a relatively close game for a while. Auburn hung in there. Uh, give them credit. Uh, but they had that tip pass that they got for a touchdown, but that was the Derrick Henry game. You know, Derrick Henry, I want to say rushed, uh, and I'm not looking at the stats, so I'm doing this off memory. I want to say 271 yards, Iron Bowl record. I think that's right. Uh, somewhere in that range and just took over the game in the fourth quarter. Alabama won that one. What you got, Noah? We, we got an app message okay. uh, a ni- uh, from the kid. uh says 1971 when they were both undefeated. Yeah, and Alabama won that game 31-7. to That was a Johnny Musso game. And uh, they were both undefeated. And they were also both undefeated in 1994. Auburn had a tie 
Uh, but that game was at Legion Field, and Alabama won it 21-14. Actually led, I want to say, 21 to nothing in that game. I know they led 14 to nothing. Uh, but, yeah, 1971, both were unbeaten and um, ranked uh, in the top ten, and, and Johnny Musso went for a huge game. That's a memory that somebody had. Also, Mailman Jerry, one of our great listeners, uh, called uh, uh, apt in a message uh, earlier that uh, his daughter's picking Alabama by 21 on Saturday. Download that app. We're having a lot of fun with it. But I love going back through the history of these games. As, as I said, Saban is, uh, he's 11-5 and five against Auburn. He's got a good record, but it could it could be better. <laughs> you know, it could easily be, you know, 13-3. and, and three. Uh, The Another game that uh, Alabama let get away, and and uh, I thought in the first half, you know, we remember 2010 in Tuscaloosa, Alabama dominated that game, uh, 24 to nothing. Uh, should have been up bigger. They were later up 24 to seven, and Auburn came back with Cam Newton and won that game. All right, we got some phone calls to get to, uh, and we're going to start out with Tom, and then we'll get to Cole. Good morning, Tom. Morning, Gary. How are you? Doing well, thanks. You know, this is not going to be a popular uh, take, but I'm going to throw it out there anyway, okay? okay? The kick six game was lost by A.J. McCarron. All right, you are going to have to expound on that because I thought he played well. Well, he did until it come down to crunch time, and then he blew it. All right, remind me how he blew it because I don't remember him blowing it. Well, that's because you don't see things in real reality. Okay. Well, give us uh, some reality because I remember they were down me, there and right, the chance to put right, the game away. Right. They got a they got an unfortunate holding call on OJ Howard on a first down by um, uh, TJ Yeldon. They would have probably scored a touchdown there and put the game away. They had to have wind up trying to kick a field goal. They made the field goal the first time, and then they called illegal procedure on. Ari Kwanjo, which nobody still has yet to see him move, then they got it blocked, and that's what led to Auburn going down and, and tying up the game. But go ahead. Tell me what you what you got. Okay, all right. We're driving to uh, kick the field goal to win, right? Mm-hmm. AJ's a fifth-year senior, correct? Yeah. His girlfriend's from Auburn. <laughs> right? Okay, yeah. So he comes up to the line of scrimmage on third and short. They're up there. They're playing exactly where we're going to run the ball, trying to get the first down. Is that correct? I'm trying they're to lo- remember. They're loaded up right in the hole where we're going to try to run. Okay. Instead of audibling out of that play and putting us into a better play to get the first down, he just goes ahead and nonchalantly runs that play. Okay. And they got stuff. And he should have. Audible out of that. He was a fifth year senior. He had the right to do that, and he did. And I, I blame him for us losing that game. All right. Well, I'm you. That is a deep dive because I didn't, I did, I didn't really think about it from that perspective. So, but that was a tough loss. I know that. Yeah, yeah, it's a tough loss. And uh, but look, I, I, he should have, uh, he should have. Moved us into a better play, and he didn't do it. All right, Tom. Good memory. Bad memory, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, bad memory. Just a kick six. That's right. All right, brother. I got to get to another call. Hey, call tomorrow before before Thanksgiving. I want to talk to you before Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to wish you a happy Thanksgiving tomorrow. All right, buddy. Good to hear from Tom. Let's get to Cole here real quick because we got to get to the break on time so we can come back with the the Titans report. Good morning, Cole. 
the comeback was worse than the kick six because you know what they did in 2010? They won it all. They sure did. So at, least they, so at least they did not win it in 13 with the kick six. That's wasn't right. That wasn't, 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 wasn't that of a classic as it could have been. You're right. They won it all in 2010. There, there's, no, there's no excuses when we should be up 24 to nothing and then come back and lose it. No, there's not, and and I remember that game like it was yesterday. They but would have gone up. Oh, 20, yeah. they would have gone up twenty eight nothing. Uh, Trent Richardson dropped a little pass, little swing pass that he never he never drops, and they had to kick a field goal there. And ever since that that drop, this went downhill. Yeah, and, and with Auburn, that drop, Auburn got down before the half, and then they came out and threw that kind of a hail mary, and Mark Barron had a collarbone injury and couldn't raise up his arm and it was 24-14 the game it was game on so yeah that that one yeah. that one will always sting what about a that's a negative yeah. memory what about one of you what are one of your better memories of the iron bowl oh nine the, oh, yeah. uh, the come the comeback oh, yeah. i was third i was third row in that stadium at jordan hair i was i was down low to the field like it was it was unbelievable i had a great shot of being where that i was in that end zone where that where that city mm-hmm. was called mm-hmm. that's a sweet one i'm I surprised think, more I think people I, Cole, I'm surprised more people though don't. Uh, I never hear anybody talk about 2008. Uh, you know, Alabama it's lost six, six in a row to Auburn. I mean, you could never imagine at one time Alabama losing six in a row to Auburn, but they had. They had lost six in a row. Tuberville, you know, had owned Alabama, and, and Saban came in here in his second year after almost beating them down there in 2006 and laid 36 nothing on them. That was pretty good. Yeah. I was. Who was the quarterback? Was that Burns? Was that Burns? Cody Burns? I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, he was terrible. Yeah, 36, I was just a terrible Auburn. Thirty-six. Nothing. I think they went. I think they went three and seven that year, didn't they? I Auburn? can't remember what their record was, but uh, I know it was, it was awful. I don't think they went to a bowl that year. Yeah. So, all right, Cole. Great yeah, news, buddy. Crazy. All right, man. You take care. Roll time. Right. All right, we're gonna get to the break, and we're gonna come back with. Uh, the Titans report with Kayla Anderson and boy, Tennessee Titans offense is a mess right now. We'll do that next right here on the Gary Harris show on Todd 100.9 FM and 1230 AM WTBC. Houston Hydra Steam Carpet and Upholstery Cleaning in Tuscaloosa is history has evolved. It will always be that place to escape and have a good time. Whether it's for a game day weekend, to reminisce on college days, or to create new memories, if you're looking for a good time, there's only one thing to do. Head to the free at 1925 University Boulevard. And don't forget about the Lucky Lunch Meat and 3 special Monday through Friday from 11 a.m. until 2 p.m. Get a meat and 3 vegetables for just $8.49. Or for a lighter appetite, try the Lucky Lunch Soup, Salad, or Sandwich Combo. I'll see you at the free. Life doesn't wait for when your finances are in perfect order. It just happens, but no matter what surprises come your way, Alabama Credit Union will be here to help make it affordable with great personal loans, mortgages, and auto loans. They offer an easy application process and fast decisions so you can stay focused on feeling good about whatever life brings your way. Alabama Credit Union will be here to help make it affordable with great personal loans, mortgages, and auto loans. Alabama Credit Union, loans for real life. Visit alabamacu.com to learn more. Some rules and restrictions apply. See if you're eligible for membership, then join today and feel good about your money. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Rain ending this morning, clouds lingering much of the day today, the high 69. For tonight and tomorrow, mostly cloudy and colder. The low tonight, 46, the high tomorrow, 54. Thanksgiving Day Thursday, mostly sunny with a high of 56. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 64 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Today for the Crimson Tide. Local high school sports and Bama in the pros right here. On Tide 
1017, welcome back to the Gary Harris Show. It's time for the Tennessee Titans Report with uh, Kayla Anderson from up there in Music City. She tracks the Titans for us and uh, not good times right now for Tennessee Titans football. Good morning, Kayla. How are you? I'm doing well. You're right. I think they might need uh, some of their own Tennessee whiskey in terms of fans <laughs> up here because <laughs> it's a rough go for this Thanksgiving holiday. It really is. Uh, let's let's track back to last Sunday in Jacksonville. Still holding out some hope that if you can get a win over the Jags in the division, the first place team, and and uh, start getting a little little traction. But uh, you know, the, the, they got a little juice uh, when Levis came in at quarterback. But this team kind of, I think, is is what it is, and it's just not a good football team. There's no other way around it at this point. Thirty four fourteen, a beat down in in uh, Duval County, and the Titans are. Are, are three and seven, and even with Carolina coming in, which you would think would be an opportunity for a win Sunday at home. Uh, I mean, this this team's going nowhere. I mean, this is not a playoff football team. Just what's the, what's the mindset around the team? Head coach Mike Vrabel, fan base, just kind of give us the vibe there in Nashville in regards to what is quickly becoming a very disappointing season. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely starting to flatline here, and you know, after that loss in Jacksonville, I think everybody had come to the realization that they're just not a good football team. But I think because of what Mike Rabel has done during his time here with the Tennessee Titans, there's always like hope that they'll have one of those games that, you know, they kind of shock the world, uh, which they have had in the past, but that's just not happened at all this season with any game um, for the most part. I mean, they haven't, been the underdog and won. Um, the games that they have won, they kind of barely won. And they, those were teams, you know, you could say with the Cincinnati Bengals, they were a little beat up. Burrow was beat up at the time, right? And I'm not trying to take any wins away from the Titans this season, but when it comes down to it, this isn't a team that has much on their roster. They are really working with a lot of free agent signings, a lot of young, young players. I mean, their entire draft class is playing right now. Um, and that's saying a lot because that's even going to add in the sixth round pick who is now going to start at right tackle. Mm. And this is the thing this year. It's not so much injuries that the Titans have had to deal with this year, which has been the, the issue in the past. They've still found some ways to win, obviously. But it's it's the injuries to the specific positions that have really hurt them. And that begins with the offensive line because they were already working with an offensive line that was kind of put together um, with what you could do with the signing of Andre Diller, not having a lot of money to do what they could do with the line. Um, and then you had all the injuries on top of it so the line could never create any consistency or gel this year because there's just been injury after injury and so that's kind of where it starts with for me at least offensively like you cannot do anything unless you have at least a decent offensive line this line is one of the i think it's the worst in the league right now other than maybe the new york jets um so yeah it's it's a vibe right now that's not much of anything Fans are calling for Mike Vrabel's job. Uh, the players, they're few and, few and far between in the locker room. I'm going in there today, so we'll see how many are left once we get in there. 
Um, I don't think the culture is bad per se. I just think it's one of those things when you lose and you lose this many games, Mm -hmm. it is what it is, right? Everybody is kind of in like, got to do my own mode. Um, And it's just right now, there doesn't seem to be an answer. And and quite frankly, uh, Gary, I don't know if there will be an answer for the rest of the season, even if they beat Carolina. What does that really do? Exactly. I don't, I don't think there's going to be, which leads to, to the, you know, the uncertainty around Mike Vrabel's future. I mean, anytime a team is struggling like this and, you know, there was a window for the Titans. You and I have been following them. You, you cover them. Uh, you know, a couple of years ago, three years ago, they had really good teams. I, I don't think they've been the, the, the same since that loss to the Bengals in the, in the playoffs a couple of years ago, but, uh, they were a really good team. Now they're not. And, uh, you know, does, do you think Vrabel will even want to come back? Do you think he'll be back next year? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Next year, 100%. And and the reason why I have no doubt in saying that is because what has happened to this team is a product of what happened in the draft the last three years. And that is absolutely nothing. There's like one or two guys that are starting from those draft classes, and I'm not joking, that are on this team right now, and they're not even really producing much. That is a major setback for any organization. John Robinson, who was a GM here who got fired last year, he made a lot of those decisions. And, yes, Mike Grable has to be incorporated in the conversation because he was the head coach during that time. But I will tell you right now, if you go back and watch the draft video in that draft room when A.J. Brown was traded to the Philadelphia Eagles, Mike Grable, his face tells it all. Those two were never on the same page. I don't think that John Robinson allowed Mike Rabel to have much say in the roster. And with the draft picks, like, you can only have so much sometimes when a GM is, is going to do things their way. And I think you have to say a lot of the blame and why he's not here is because John Robinson drafted poorly. And he, he missed on every first-round pick except for Jeffrey Simmons in the last six you know years. Mm. So, I mean, that sets you back into the organization, and now you're having to deal with it. It's like the leftovers that no one wants to eat at Thanksgiving, right? No one wants the leftovers. You can't do much with it. So I think that that's a big part of it. Fans are calling for his job because what else are they going to do right now? There's no other people to blame. Um, but right now, I think it's a situation where him and Rand Carthon just to put together a what I think is a good draft class this first one they did together um you're seeing production a, a lot from a lot of the guys this year and then you know you put another draft class together next year it's going to take a couple years to see the fruits of the labor but you have to have some patience in the world today nobody has patience and what nfl coach are you going to bring in here that's going to be able to make you know what you have right now look good there's not a lot of them so I think he's going to be here next year for sure. Now, if things don't change and you're not seeing an improvement in players um, and just the record in general, then I think there's there's talk. Right. Um, but right now, he I think he's safe. Clearly, they're transitioning from Tannehill to Levis. Um, I don't see that turning back now with 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 quarterback. Do you? No. The only reason you would say that is if, unfortunately. Will Levis got hurt. Right. And really, at this rate, Gary, I'm a little worried because yeah, with this offensive yeah. line just 
ultimately patched up. I, I saw Levis um, scramble. I think uh, I don't know when it was in the first half. Maybe he he was scrambling and kind of tripped up. And next thing you know, he's on the bench and he's getting his left ankle taped up. So he's he's getting banged up. And there's seven more games to go in the season. A lot can happen in that time. I hope and pray that that is not the case. But, Gary, I would not be surprised if there's a point where at least Tannehill has to come in for a reason, right? Because it's just hard to say right now that anyone can stay healthy behind that line. Um, But for sure, yeah, he's the starter unless something happens. Yeah, Derrick Henry certainly had a tough go the last couple of weeks. Brutal. Um, uh, I mean, I, I... Tend to believe that he won't be back next year. Uh, he's been very supportive of the organization. I've uh, been a great guy to you know represent that team and came out in support of Rabel. But uh, you know, as you said, they're transitioning and, and the draft and going to get younger. And uh, I still am kind of curious as to why they didn't move him before the, the draft deadline. But with that offensive line and you know the way they're struggling on that side of the ball, his value is is you know probably dipping by the day Kayla that any discussion as to why they you know has it come up with Vrabel or the front office as to why they didn't trade him and what his what their plans for him are uh after this season yeah and honestly I don't say this to be mean because I've loved covering Derrick Henry he has been incredible for this organization one of the main reasons why they had success under Mike Vrabel but I almost wish he was traded for his own good so that he could go to a team that was going to compete for a Super Bowl this year. Yeah, me too. Um, or just at least to a team where he could be competitive. I mean, he he's just being he's in a spot right now where he can't help the situation. He can he can only do so much. Like I even see it in some of his runs. He's just trying to do everything he can to carry the pile just to get that extra yard because that's the only way, you know, he's going to be able to to be able to have like yards this season because it's so bad because you just cannot do anything behind this line. And I am not exaggerating. This is one of the worst situations I've ever dealt with in terms of covering a team. Mm. Um, and, and it is, it's, it's, it's a crappy situation for him. And it's also a situation where I think they are transitioning or they're trying to with this offense. And so he's kind of like in the middle of this transition too, where you, you, you have to still utilize them, so they're trying to. Yeah. But it's just not it's not happening. And so yeah, I, I think he'll probably be um somewhere else next year, hopefully for his sake in a better place. And um nothing will take away though from what he did, you know, when he was a Titan, um, because he's just been incredible for this franchise. And he still has a lot left in the tank in my I opinion. agree with you on all counts and and, and uh hopefully have a good game Sunday. I think they could get a win Sunday and that might be the last one this season against the Panthers at twelve noon on Fox. Thank you so much, Kayla. Thanks so much, Gary. Have a great Thanksgiving, everyone. All right, Kayla Anderson from Nashville with the Titans Report. It's 1028. Hey, I've been talking to you about the YMCA where I've been a member for over 20 years. And again, new cardio equipment installed yesterday. Uh, cardio equipment has individual TV screens, on-demand fitness programming, streaming and Bluetooth capability. Man alive, it's great. And then remember, the YMCA Community Open Doors Wellness Week, November 27th. That's next week through December 2nd. Free to the community all week. Seminars, special events, special classes. Get by. If you want to experience the why, you can do so for an entire week without any cost. 
see all that the Y has to offer. And I'm sure when you do, you'll be like me and you'll want to be a member. All right, we're going to come back with Paul Patterson from Patterson Comer Attorneys at Law with our legal segment. That's next right here on the Gary Harris Show. It's has been serving Mexican favorites like burritos, fajitas, and quesadillas since 1999. Their new location is at 4100 Owen Parkway in Northport. And, of course, you can find Las Tarascos in Tuscaloosa at 110 Skyland Boulevard. The bar areas feature big screen television so you can enjoy your favorite sporting events. Las Tarascos features daily happy hour specials. And for the best Mexican cuisine in West Alabama, remember, the name is Las Tarascos with locations in Tuscaloosa and Northport. Are you ready to Covering University of Alabama sports, as well as the national and local scene as well. The Gary Harris Show, only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. It's time for law class with Professor Paul Patterson from Patterson Comer Attorneys at Law here in Tuscaloosa. Attorney Paul Patterson with us as he is from time to time for uh, a legal advice segment. And listen, we will take your calls on any topic uh, on the First Amendment Cuddles hotline if you have a question for Paul and, and something that's uh, – you know, on your mind about the, the legal uh, the legal situation for you or someone else, you can call us at 205-342-9904 on the First and Main Cuddles hotline. But our topic today in studio is what is contributory negligence and how can it wreck your case? Good morning, Paul. How are you? Hey, good morning, Gary. Good to be with you. Well, I have to admit, I don't really know what contributory negligence is, and I don't have ever never thought about how I could wreck my case. So <laughs> fill us in. Well, I want everyone to, to listen closely, especially if you're involved in an automobile accident, because... Alabama is one of two states that has the law on the books of contributory negligence. Just one of two. One of what two. What is the other one? The other one is Minnesota. Okay. <clears throat> so one thing, I let, let me back up and say okay. this. If you, under contributory negligence, have any responsibility or contributed to the accident, one degree, one percent, whatever, you get zero as far as recovery. So in other words, if you're in an automobile accident, and uh and you you make any statements on the scene like well maybe I maybe I could have been going slower or, or maybe I should have looked up earlier any statements like that can be construed to take them out of a context where you cannot recover so most other states will have what's called comparative negligence meaning well if you're 10% at fault then they're going to allow you to recover 90% of your damages uh, but Alabama's got that harsh rule, and it's really tough that uh, that it exists. A lot of times it is unfair because people don't contribute to their accidents, but their statements lead people to believe and juries and judges to believe. Normally it's a, what we call a question of fact. Yeah. But a jury can uh, draw conclusions from your statements and then uh, render zero to you. So right off the bat, I've learned this. Be careful what you say. <laughs> <laughs> you better be, better be very careful in how you say yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, we've said this many times. You, you might call my dad. He could be there with a broken arm and say, how you doing today? He's going to say, doing mm -hmm. fine. How are you? When he's really not doing mm -hmm. fine. But, and again, our, what we say, how we say it, a lot of times can be misconstrued. We know that. Mm -hmm. we, we see that in society. But when you're on a recording with an insurance company, unrepresented, you uh, then things don't hurry. get clarified. That's correct. Yeah. Why Alabama, Minnesota? Why do they have this law in place? It's been it's it's archaic, and uh, 
It's insurance industry driven. Mm-hmm. Sure. Alabama's just never changed it. Um, and it's been on the books and I, I doubt you'll see it changed, honestly, given the, uh, the nature of politics and the, the powerful insurance lobby in the state. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but it's something that every plaintiff lawyer, when I have people come into my office, it's something we worry about. And we immediately ask, have you given a statement? What statements did you make at the scene? Has anyone interviewed you or recorded you? I have a case right now where uh, a young lady, single mother, is tragically injured. Not her fault at all. Fortunately, she did hire me quickly. So what we do, we come in and we we become your mouthpiece. We do the, the talking for you. We protect you. And that way... Uh, as we've had shows before about your own insurance company and uninsured motors. Yes, your own insurance company has a right to a recorded statement from you because you bought the contract of insurance. Uh, but we sit there with you. So if we feel like something's not clear, mm-hmm. uh, people get nervous. I mean, that's natural. I've seen that now 25 years of practicing law. I, I have to remember I do this every day. But whether it's a recorded statement or a deposition, clients are uptight. Sure, absolutely. And uh, yeah. we we walk them through it, but it's a boy, it's a, it's a major uh, landmine for people in car wrecks. Well, I'm glad this is a topic again. I knew nothing about, did not know anything about the law and all the topics that we've covered. I'm glad you're covering this one because I think this is, again for the people that are listening is just another example of what can happen uh, when you're in a car accident and why you need legal representation. I'm sorry. If I'm in it, knock on wood, mm-hmm. if I'm in an accident, the first thing I'm doing is call you right there on the scene. I'm going to call you. Hey, I've, I've had, you know, clients before, uh, unfortunately, repeat clients that really do call me. So, I mean, from the scene, Paul, yeah. and of course well, I get my to. cell number. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, if, if, if I'm in an accident, I mean, the first thing I'm going to do is call you and say, hey, Paul, this is where I'm at. This is what's happened. What I do? And I'm going to yeah. guide you. Yeah. Um, if, if people notice or, or if they've ever been in an accident and they did give a recorded statement to your insurance company, or maybe you didn't get a lawyer and you gave one to the other side, even though legally you don't have to, notice the questions you're being asked. And a lot of the questions are, geared toward what did you do? Mm-hmm. How fast were you going? Mm-hmm. When did you first mm-hmm. see the other car? How far away was the car? Mm-hmm. How, and th- they are designed to lead you into that contributory negligence land. That will lead you with zero recovery, meaning any lost wages are gone. You don't get them. Medical bills, gone. Pain and suffering, gone. 1%. If you contribute to your accident, 1%, you get zero in Alabama. So... Hard lesson to learn, and not not a lot of people know about it. This is a question I have, and uh, I think it doesn't necessarily fit this, but it can tie in. This happens. It's happened to me, and um, I did get, oh, this is 10, 15, 10, 12, 15 years ago. I was sitting at a red light in Northport, and I started to turn right on red, but I did see a car was coming pretty fast, so mm-hmm. I did not turn, mm-hmm. and this lady... Popped me in the rear end. Yeah. Well, I got out and she was she was she was shaking and and I was like, what, what are you doing? She said, Well, I thought you were turning right. I said, Well, don't assume anything, you know. And I looked at the back of my car and uh, it wasn't. There was a couple of scratches and I could see she was she was upset about it. And uh, she said, well, What are you going to do? And I, she said, She just told me. She said, I don't have any insurance. Really? And uh, I. And I, you know, I mean, it wasn't, I mean, it was enough that I felt it, Paul. Right. But I, I looked at her and I said, well, give me your phone number. Um, 
and I don't even know if she gave me the right number. And I said, you know, I'm gonna. I said, I'm make sure that I'm not back getting hurt. And I said, I, I'm not gonna worry about the back of the car. I said, the only way I'll call you is if for some reason my back stiffens up, and then I have to go to the doctor. Then I might have to. So my point is this: a lot of times people will say something on the scene, they'll leave the scene later. Um, they might want to pursue something. You know, I probably shouldn't have done that, but I felt sorry for her. And, right. and, and it's turned out was okay. And sure. I've got a little, you know, I fixed the back of my car. So, but that kind of stuff happens where people try to decide it themselves all the time. And then sometime later, they might regret that. How, what, what's your advice well, in that I, area? I always recommend, no matter how small the accident, call law enforcement mm-hmm. for two reasons. Civilly, more importantly, criminally. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my Northport Municipal Judge job, we handle cases of leaving the scene of an accident. You know, mm-hmm. it's a misdemeanor with no injuries. If the injuries are significant enough, it could be a felony. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you don't ever want to leave the scene of an accident because people can change their mind about, well, I didn't tell him to leave. We didn't have an agreement that we were going to leave. And then exchange insurance information later. People can always back up the, the safest route, contact law enforcement, have them come to the scene, do a formal report. If it's on a public, <clears throat> excuse me, road or highway, they'll do a report. Mm-hmm. You know, a uniform traffic accident mm-hmm. report. If it's on private property, mm-hmm. such as a parking lot, mm-hmm. they'll do a private property report. Mm-hmm. So either way, you, you have it memorialized where down the road, if you need it for insurance purposes, you have it. And it's really good to, good to have to keep you out of a civil court or criminal court. And for court. me in that instance, and again, it turned out, it turned out to be fine, uh, mm-hmm. but had I hurt my back or that, I probably nothing I could have done about it at that point. I left, I had, you know, even if I had right. a phone, she didn't have any insurance. So, right. uh, so if, yeah, so probably wasn't, probably wasn't the best move that I made there, but <laughs> it, worked, it worked out. Well, you know, one thing you said, Gary, is interesting because the facts you were giving me, I thought you were going to tell me about the the case that they teach in law school about contributory negligence. You, you were on the facts. Mm-hmm. And the, the case that we, I can't remember the name of it, but the facts are if you come to a stop sign and you look to your right and you see a speeding car going in excess of the speed mm-hmm. limit and it's a four-way stop, you know in your mind the car is going too fast to mm-hmm. stop, but yet you have the right of way. Mm-hmm. And if you proceed with the knowledge that the car coming to your right is exceeding the speed limit and there's a crash, you're contributorily negligent. That's it. So, Gary, you got a little lawyer in you. Never would have thought, thought you were never, there. Yeah, so, but I never. The same way with a red light. If yeah. You, you know, that's why I always pause a minute when the yeah. light turns green. Yeah. Because how many people do we see run red lights? Oh, I mean, it's, it's, and, and the, the ride on red. Listen, I, I think it is a good rule because it keeps traffic moving. But for a lot of people, ride on red, all it means is, is I'm going to slow down a little bit and I'm going to hit it. Right. right <laughs> I mean, right. I see a lot of people that never even come to a, the full stop. It, it's, it's a little scary sometimes. They call that either a stop sign or a ride on red. They call that a California roll. Yeah. And you'll hear right. people say, well, they California rolled the red light yep. or the stop sign. So. Uh, come to a complete stop. Another good thing to have you in today is to, um, again, just a reminder, legal stuff aside, just a reminder to be be aware on the road. This time of the year is the worst. I mean, Absolutely. we're in the holiday season. I mean, whether it's it's um, distracted driving or it's, you know, another thing that, that we've talked about, Paul, and, of course, you know, you're there if people need you, is that you can do everything right and somebody else is distracted driving or somebody doesn't look in their mirror good. 
I mean, you can have an accident when you've done nothing wrong. In fact, most of the time right. you probably get called, it's from, from something that's not your fault. But yes, that, that's correct. You know, I would say majority of our call, well over the majority are people who are injured were not liable for the accident. Contributory negligence is just something we're always looking for to make sure our clients are not led down that path. Um, but to your point, I tell everyone, when you're sitting at a red light, look at how many people are looking at their phones. Or if you're driving down the road, it's astonishing how many people are distracted driving with a cell phone in their hands. And there are apps, there are uh, things that you can do for your kids, 16-year-olds and older that are driving that will disable their phones when they're driving. I think that's a great idea. We see a lot of kids in accidents that oh, uh, sure. from distracted driving, and, and adults too. But, you know, the, the cell phone is the number one distraction to people. And uh, I see it day in and day out causing so many accidents. And you can't run from the data. In other mm-hmm. words, you need not lie to law enforcement. If you're on your phone or your phone is streaming or doing something at the time of the accident, uh, we're going to find out. We have subpoenaed Verizon and AT&T engineers to testify in cases and read the data, and I mean, it's clear, Gary. Uh, it's just unbelievable how they can break this down and and give us the science behind us and tell us what was going on at the time of that accident. So I have another question, and I don't know if this fits contributory negligence or not, but I don't think I've ever asked you this one. We've had you on. If you're a passenger in a car with someone and that person has a wreck, uh, runs off the road, hits a tree, whatever it is, and you suffer injuries, are they liable for your injuries or do you accept the liability when you ride with them as a passenger? It might even be a situation with transit or something. Yeah. What, what are, what are, what, what are your rides then? Have you been reading a law school book? Ah, well, I mean, <laughs> you're you sponsored my show. No, this, this is great. I try to, I try yeah. to be prepared. Once again, you're on, you're on topic and you, you know, disclaimer, we didn't talk about this no, before I didn't. walked in here. Um, that is called the guest passenger statute. And it all turns on whether or not the ride that you are being given, let's assume from a friend. If it's from a friend and you did not pay for the ride, then if the friend is just negligent and injures you, you cannot recover. You're barred by the guest passenger statute in Alabama. Now you're thinking, oh, hold on, Paul. Uh, I've seen people prosecuted. Now that's not on the criminal side. It's on the civil. But if you pay for the ride, if, if we leave here, Gary, and I say, Gary, my truck's broken down, I'm going to give you $5 for gas for you to take me home. Mm-hmm. If I do that, that $5 creates a duty on you to transport me safely. Wow. And if you wreck the car, then you're liable for my injuries. Wow. Uh, so the other cases that you see are what's called common carriers, such as Uber, they have a duty when you're riding with an Uber driver or Lyft, then that duty's created because you're paying for that ride. Mm-hmm. But if it's just you and a buddy going down the road, no money has exchanged hands, and they're just simply negligent, then your claims are barred. Um, now, the way we circumvent that is we look for was there any reckless or what we call wanton conduct. You know, was your friend under the influence of any drugs or alcohol? If that's the case, then they are liable for your injuries. But... uh but just simple negligence uh, when you're riding with a friend does not create okay. a duty for them to pay. Well, a great question. Yeah, it is. It's a good topic. <laughs> All right, Paul, before we let you get out of here and before we let uh, let you tell people how they can get in touch with you and Mike, uh, Iron Bowl Saturday, uh, what's your what's your feeling on Bama at Auburn? You know, when uh, 
you remember when the season started? Very Texas well. came in here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and people were up in arms. And uh, I'm going to pat myself on the back. I said, I'm just going to trust the man. Yeah. So I just trust him. Yeah, he's you know, pretty, pretty good. good. And, 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 I feel good. In uh, in law terms, he would be the uh, he'd be the lead lawyer at the top uh, defense firm. Yeah, in other yeah, words, yeah, you, yeah. if he says it, you probably want to listen to him. He right? would be chief justice. Yeah, <laughs> chief justice. That's right. <laughs> well, Paul Patterson, Cobra lawyers. Uh, uh, you and Paul, you and Mike uh, available twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, Tuscaloosa and Northport. Absolutely. Yeah, you can contact Mike at 205-759-3939. He's at 303 Main Avenue in Northport, just down from the historic City Cafe. I'm on the east side of Tuscaloosa off of Hargrove Road near Snowhead Park, 1323 Hargrove Road East, 345-1000. No representation is made that the quality of legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers. Well, Paul, appreciate you coming in. Have a great, you and your family, have a great uh, um, Thanksgiving. And, and uh, I know that uh, we all are thankful for what we have in this in Absolutely. this world. And this is the time of the year that we want to, and you know, you got a beautiful family. And, well, thank you. And uh, looking forward to seeing you again after the holidays. Thank you, my friend. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. All right. Thank you, Paul. All right. We'll be back to wrap up the Gary here. So we got one more segment. Phone lines are open on the First of Main Condos hotline, 205-342-9904. Give us a call. Iron Bowl Memories, we had a few earlier. If you've got one and want to pass it along, we'd love to hear from you. We'll be back after this. The universal truth of women's... Since 2011, Billy Sports Grill, located on Main Avenue in historic downtown Northport, has been serving their legendary signature chicken sandwich, award-winning wings, and handcrafted cocktails. Billy's is also the spot to watch all your favorite sporting events with big-screen, high-definition televisions in both dining rooms, at the bar, and outside on the beautiful patio. Come by and say hello to Kim and Lisa, the Billy's management dream team. Billy's good food, good friends, and good time. Tuscaloosa's Old Colony Golf Course is an 18-hole championship layout designed by 1976 U.S. Open champion Jerry Pate. Director of Golf John Gray and fitting specialist Bob Montgomery are PGA certified. Mike Shivitz is the head professional and director of the Tuscaloosa Junior Golf Program. Call today to secure a tee time at the Tuscaloosa Championship Golf Course. Everyone can play. 205-562-3201. Old Colony is operated by Para. It's back. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Rain ending this morning, clouds lingering much of the day today, the high 69. For tonight and tomorrow, mostly cloudy and colder. The low tonight, 46, the high tomorrow, 54. Thanksgiving Day Thursday, mostly sunny with a high of 56. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 64 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Did you miss any episode on Tide 100.9? Don't worry. All of our shows can be found on Spotify and Apple Music and on demand on the Tide 100.9 app. Ten fifty-three, seven minutes in front of the hour of 11 o'clock. We're winding it down, getting you ready for the Miller's Edge. And uh, we do want to... Make note of the fact that uh, the app is available for download. And Noah, I know you've got, uh, we've taken some Iron Bowl memories and you've had a couple come in on the app. Yeah, we had, uh, we had a app message from Chris. He said he had a quick message from his top three Iron Bowls. He said, uh, number, uh, one was the Van Tiffen kick. 
uh, was one of his favorite memories. Uh, two was Kitchens to Dennis Riddle, 1996 at Legion Field. And three was 2021 at JHS, Crimson Crane. Yeah, those are three good ones. Those are, those are three really good ones. So another example of why you need to get that app, uh, not only just to listen to us, and uh, but to be able to interact with us. And again, tomorrow, I do want to make another mention of this, Noah, that we are going to move the Bama Football Trivia Contest presented by T-Town Menswear and T-Town Gallery and University Mall up to tomorrow since we won't be here on Friday. That is going to be for the Ironman print symbolic of the 2008 Iron Bowl, which Alabama snapped Auburn's six-game losing streak. Um, Alabama snapped its six-game losing streak to Auburn in that game, 36 to nothing, and we're giving away that print tomorrow. It is uh, uh, numbered. It's 134 of 300 artist proofs. It's got uh, uh, Eric Anders, Julio Jones, and Terrence Cody all hand-signed it, so we can't wait to give that away tomorrow with our Bama football trivia contest on Wednesday this week instead of Friday. So as Wrapping it up here with the Iron Bowl. Again, I, I've kind of run down some some games for you. It's a great rivalry for my money. I know, listen, Michigan, Ohio State, USC, UCLA. You can go on and on um, with the great rivalries around the country. You know, Penn State and Pitt, A&M and Texas back when they used to play. But for my money, uh, there's nothing like Alabama and Auburn. It's uh, same state, no professional sports, live together, go to school together, work together. Um, Alabama people depend on Auburn people for medical treatment and vice versa. Uh, you know, off the, off the gridiron, it's a very, uh, civil, uh, uh, situation. But that one Saturday, uh, in November every year, it's, it's, you know, you're divided, man. And it's orange and blue versus crimson and white. And for Alabama, once again this year, it's big picture. Auburn's in the way. There's no doubt about that. But, Alabama needs to just get through Auburn to have an opportunity uh, for bigger goals. For Auburn, this is the season. I mean, this is the difference in having a season that's going to be about what everybody thought they would do. Six and six, ho-hum, nothing exciting. Um, to change the entire perspective, if Auburn wins the Iron Bowl, their season is made. And, and that doesn't mean that they're not going to want to do bigger things in the future under Hugh Freeze. I'm not trying to uh, imply that at all. But what I am saying for this season, 6-6 six and six with a loss to Alabama, you know, they're happy to go to a bowl and that's about it. 7-5 and five with a win over Alabama, their whole season's different. Their recruiting is different. It's it's a great opportunity for them to shock the world. And for Alabama, it's just an opportunity to go in there and go, Phew, got through that. That's the difference. Uh, it's it's one team playing for their season and one team in Alabama playing just to get through this game. All right, that's going to do it. want to thank Noah Haynes for his great work. As always, a reminder to catch me on TV tonight with your local sports and with Rodney Orr for Tider Insider TV. He'll be with me at 6.30 tonight on WVUA 23. Then back here tomorrow, the coach, Ellis Johnson, Drew DeArmond. A lot of fun coming up tomorrow on the Wednesday edition of the Gary Harris Show. want to thank Patterson Comer, Attorneys at Law, for their sponsorship of this second hour and Alabama Credit Union for bringing you the first hour. The Miller's Edge is coming up next at 11 a.m. Keep you dialed in all day today for great sports talk on Tide 100.9 FM and 1230 AM WTBC. Talk to you tomorrow, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Gary Harris Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. What's for dinner?